Peace and persistence, Earth God beings. My name is Raven, Tatanka Waitika, Tonka the Alchemist. And you are listening to Hard Questions, Great Answers. Sorry if you hear any background noise in this podcast. We are recording outside. Hard Questions, Great Answers is a weekly podcast where I pose a question that can draw many different answers and often compound answers. And oftentimes, the analysis that is necessary to arrive to the answers that I pose require the deconstruction of our understanding of the world around us. Basically, deconstructing our societal constructs to see the truth and the foundations upon which we live. So this week, my question is, are all white people racist? Now, this is something that I must say has been very prevalent in my life from a very young age, and I've been very militant about my feelings about white people since a very young age. I suppose to an extent that I'm embarrassed by now, um, just because I've made a lot of realizations growing into my adulthood and understanding how best to utilize my energy. The first thing that I think needs to take place for us to even unpack this question is to understand what racism is. Race, ethnicity, and nationality are three completely different things. My race is black, my nationality is American, and my ethnicity is African-American. Basically, your nationality is where you're from, what nation you're from, what nation you were born in. Your ethnicity is what ethnic group you belong to, which so basically like where your people are from. And your race is the box that other people put you in to create an identity for you and for them. James Baldwin said, white people created the black identity to give themselves an identity. I think unpacking that quote can give us a good segue into answering this question. Being that we did not assign ourselves the state or the name of the Negro, the black, the nigger, the process of us being given that name is one in which we were serving the purpose of the white identity more so than us obtaining an identity. By us being less than or by, by there being an assigned lesser than society, despite circumstantial factor, your economic status, your political status, if you got a job, if you got money, um, if you're a good person, if you fucking donate to charities, if you invest in stocks, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you are not a black person, then you are winning in society. And that is the identity that was assigned to the superior to to the to the superior class, to the protected class by giving the identity of blackness to black folk. It does not define us, it defines them. I will also like to say that race is an imaginary concept. Nothing is determined by the color of your skin besides how much melanin you possess in your physiology. It determines nothing more than where your people were for, a current, for an extended period of evolutionary time on the planet. 
If your people were closer to the equator, you have darker skin to protect you from the sun. If your people were closer, farther away from the equator, you have lighter skin because melanin was not necessary. There's less sunshine at either either of the poles based upon the tilt of our of our planet. So, the idea of race, the idea of defining a person, or being able to derive any type of characteristic from a person's skin or anything about their personality is false it's a myth however in our society we've adapted to these to these myths and in some instances we find them self-evident and this is where racism comes in for the protected class it is a self-evident truth or idea idea that is shrouded in truth that because they are white they are superior for whatever reason and throughout the evolution of our country a lot of things a lot of factors come in to justify this idea shrouded in truth because our people have been marginalized in every sector of our society first socially then economically and then politically the political and economic and social superiority of the white person can be used oftentimes as a justification for the superiority of their race. For black folk, the the idea shrouded in truth being held self-evident of racism or of the racist stereotypes is called internal oppression. If you as a black person or a person of color believe the lie and the myth that you are less than in any way because of the color of your skin, if you do not see how the state of disenfranchised people is evidence or uh, I'd say residuum of this myth rather than being truth inevitably or inherently, then I would say you are internally oppressed. If you are... So, okay. So, are all white people racist? I would say that all white people benefit from racism because the racist system was designed to protect white people and to propel them into a state that is superior than another human they have derived privileges in in our society political economic and social privilege so if you are a white person who i mean inherently you are receiving these privileges right it's it's a reality of this current world if you are a white person and you are not actively analyzing your privilege you are not actively using your privilege to demolish white supremacy. You are not actively analyzing and applying the ways in which you can dismantle your internal superiority. Then you are an active participant in racism. A very wise person said, silence is violence. If you are silent on the front of how you receive privilege and other people's don't or how the state of disenfranchisement has affected the lives and well-being of the unprotected class then you are actively racist you are a racist 
Um, I believe it was a comedian. I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Ricky Smiley. Um, he had t- taken a trip to the South and he had seen people flying Confederate flags, people, you know, openly stating, basically stating that, stating their racism, outwardly expressing their subscription to racist ideals. And he said, he was on this talk show, and he said, you know, I spent time in the South. I saw people flying Confederate flags. Um, I was asked to leave a space, and I'm assuming it's because I was a black person. I was the only black person in that space. But that doesn't scare me as much as the nice white postman who delivers my mail. The nice white lady at the bakery that I pick up my bread from. My nice neighbor that says hello to me every day. Because these people are blind to the ways in which their their privilege is affecting me it's it's these people who have kind hearts people who are not holding hate in their hearts people who are actively kind people right who have this veil of ignorance around how them just existing in this system that was built to protect them and serve them and built to disenfranchise another people and in fact the disenfranchisement of, of those people of, of the unprotected class of black and brown bodies elevate you to a status of privilege uh, not understanding that dynamic and that paradigm is dangerous because silence is violence you can live your whole day thinking that i mean your whole life thinking that you're a good person but if you live within a system built upon racism and you have never thought twice or once, goddamn, about why that is and how you, as a privileged person, have the power to dismantle that or have the power to, yeah, have the power to dismantle that or even just, just think about your place in it, then you are attributing to the problem. And I think this is also true for my people, for, for black and brown people who who concede the notions of the system, who sit idly by and allow their consciousnesses to be to be put inside of a box, to allow their minds to be held in chains. People who can see things as the way they are simply as inherent truth. You are also part of the problem. However, like I discussed in the second episode of this podcast, why white people can't can't say nigga and black people can, the consequences of ignorance kind of differ between the protected class and the non-protected class because the protected class holds a lot of the power in this country political economic and socially the consequence of their ignorance is is blanketed upon the non-protected members of the society if we're looking at it from a from a hierarchical point of view and the consequence of ignorance for the unprotected class is a continued stagnation, a continued inertia, a continued a continued hold in the entrapment of racism. And I'm a firm believer that once you liberate your mind, you are free. It doesn't matter if you ain't got no money in the bank. It doesn't matter if you, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like freedom and liberation is measured by the state of the mind. It is also very important to understand how racism and how race is a distraction. There's only one race on this planet, and it's the human race. 
And on December 21st, we are entering a new age, the age of Aquarius. In this age, so many things are going to change. The material, our material reality is going to change so much. And in a lot of ways, a lot of things are going to leave us. In a lot of ways for me, this, this is already happening, but um, our material realities are going to begin to dissipate. And I believe the purpose of this is to show us and to, to unveil us to, to the reality, to, to, to the reality of our, of our state and our presence on this earth. It is so much more than the constructs that we've built around us and around each other. The constructs that fearful humans built to, to make sure that they would never experience discomfort and displeasure again. In fact, I, I argue in my uh, manifesto, Naturosophy, <clears throat> that the beginning of our downfall as a species, actually the beginning of our downfall as beings, as, as a human race, is conceding the idea that we are the climax of creation. And in doing so, we believe that only good things should happen to us and that our convenience is of most paramount. So as a result, we, we rape our earth, we destroy our earth. At, at, to, to, that ex, to that consequence, we, we employ methods to, to make our human experience more convenient at the expense of our primordial mother. Conceding that we are the climax of creation was the beginning of us building constructs around us to protect us. And racism is one of those constructs. I always say that the implementation of racism originally was a mind fuck of the protected class. Convincing a people that because of the color of their skin, no matter what situation that they're in, no matter the imbalance or, or the disparity of their political or, or economic representation comparative to the black person, you are, still, you are still winning. You still have a leg up because you are not a black person. This is a construct. This is a construct that is built to protect fearful people. And ultimately, if you subscribe to racist ideas... Ultimately, if you are afraid to unpack your privilege, you are protecting yourself. Protecting yourself from what? The equivalence and the recognition that we are all human beings. I would say protecting, I guess it's more like protecting yourself from from the ebbs and flows of life in general. Because if you if you can obtain one morsel of dignity right even if you're at your lowest of lows then you don't have to experience the low right and this is another side effect a side effect of us conceding that we're the climax of creation we we don't experience the lows we don't allow our, allow ourselves to surrender to the lows right so you have the european people who just who were in the dark ages before the more before the moors came and liberated them and these people wanted to escape the the religious uh, they they wanted they wanted religious religious freedom. They came to um, to the New World, right to 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 North America, whatever. And they came as a battered people. They came in low numbers. They came starving. They came 
disease. They came degraded. And it was by the help of the native people that they survived. But that trauma of experiencing death and experiencing disease and experiencing poverty made them not ever want to experience that again. Made them understand that they have to participate in global trade. Made them understand that they have to have some type of labor force to create cash crops to participate in global trade. And therefore, they availed to the wisdom of the leaders of the British Isles who were practicing slavery before the the colonists of, of North America were. And they began to acquire bodies from West Africa. And when they brought bodies over to West Africa and began to implement the, the ideals of racism, right, the ideals of, of chattel slavery, that these people are meant to do this work and only this work, and this is all what this is all we need them for. There were people in the colonies who spoke up, people who were like, this doesn't feel right. This isn't this isn't right. You know what I'm saying? This 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 is weird. And to abate that, the colonists went again to the British Isles and asked, how do we make a slave? How do we create a slave? And the first thing, one of the first things, one of the first pieces of advice was, first of all, you have to make your community concede the idea that these people are slaves. You have to tell them or, and, and, and convince them that even though we are all poor and we are all starving, this person is an animal. This person is less than you. This person is meant to work so that you can become rich, so that you can acquire the things that God ordained for us to have. We are their masters. They, they are working for us to build our Eden. There were Moors in the colonies, living in the colonies, and the colony leaders gave white people just a little bit more property rights than the Moorish people. They gave the white people just a little bit more food rations than the black people. I mean, of course, if you're getting more, if you're getting fed, you're not really going to ask many questions, but when the, when the question came up, well, why do we get more than these people? You know, why do we have so much excess? Because you're white, and that's it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's because you're white. And so that's that's the seed from which this racist, huge conglomerate of our current reality comes from. The original mindfuck is in the protected class to make them believe that they are a superior race when truly there is only one race. And if we want to talk about superiority, I mean, just in an environmental standpoint, I would argue that having protection from the sun, especially as the globe and the earth is warming as a result of um, industrialization and global warming. Um, having melanin makes you kind of superior. I'm going to just throw that out there, okay? I, I have no regrets about fucking saying that. Come see me if you fucking want to. But anyway, so to get back to the question, are all white people racist? The short answer is I would say no. But there's a select few who have the courage and are willing to unpack their privilege and are will and are willing to to not only do that for themselves on an internal level and hold them hold themselves accountable on an internal level but also to turn that knowledge outward i have a friend named caitlin cornell shout out to caitlin cornell um she hosts a unpacking your whiteness workshop and this person 
was kind of the catalyst of me understanding how race is a distraction. I will say that I held a very strong prejudice against all white people. I said, I didn't fuck with y'all motherfuckers. I don't like y'all motherfuckers. That's what I said. Or at least thought. It sounds very vulgar, but that, I mean, I have to, I have to say that, that, that was the truth in, 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 in my thought. Because, I mean, I was so angry about the state of my people. And, and I knew that the original mindfuck happened in the protected class, in white people. So in order for me to not be constrained within the constructs of this society, because I'm, I'm going to say this again, freedom is a state of fucking mind and I'm free as a motherfucker. Trust, I'm free as fuck. But within the realms of this constructs, within the realm of the constructs of this society, I am at a lower uh, level than the protected class, economically and politically. Socially, I would argue not because everybody wants to be um, a black woman these days. But anyway, yeah, so I know I know that freedom is a mind state. Um, and I'm free as fuck. But within the realm of, of, of my society, within the constructs of this society, I am at the mercy of our racist foundation. I mean, and we all are, you know what I'm saying? White privilege is a disease, and so is internal oppression. So because of that, I was very angry. You know, before I understood that, I was very angry. You know, I was like judging my, the ability for me to be free by the restrictions of this society. And therefore, I did not like the people who were responsible, the people whose ancestors were responsible, the people who were not doing the work to, um, unpack their privilege and and affect our society in in positive evolutionary ways and in in a lot of ways i mean I, i still am angry if you are a white person and you are not unpacking your whiteness you are part of the problem you are by you are enacting imparting violence upon me and my people um but Caitlin Cornell, people like Caitlin Cornell, people who are doing the work to unpack their whiteness, people who are turning that no- that knowledge outwardly, are allies. Actually, in fact, one of the great loves of my life was a white woman, and I fell in love with them because love love is not love is not subject to the constructs that we as humans create. Um, and I fell in love with them. However, because I was still, it's because I still succumbed to the distraction of, of racism, I couldn't fully live in love with this person because who they were and who I was, based upon the definition of this society, um, was at the forefront of my mind, usually, or, or it would distract me from, from the love of the situation. Race is ultimately a distraction, y'all. Truly. Again, we are all the human race. We are endowed with such a gift. Our cognitive abilities are gifts. We don't have any other evolutionary physical weapons. We have to create our tools, right? And we can do so because of our minds. We created shelter, we created infrastructure, we created all these things. If we went out into the woods naked, we would be at the mercy of the wilderness. And that's a scary situation because, like I said, we don't have any natural weapons. Or we don't have any natural, physical, physiological attributes uh, to protect ourselves. We devolved from that. And, and, and 
In its place, we evolved an advanced cognition, the ability to create, the ability to do magic. Creation is magic, y'all. This world around us, we are, we are magical beings. But because we, because the foundations of our world, of, not of our world, because the foundations of our society are built upon fear, we can only live within the constructs of fear. You have to break the back of fear to be able to stand straight up in your in your in your birthright. And your birthright is that you can do anything that you want to do on this earth as long as it does not impede on somebody else's right to do the same. So as we begin this new age, to anyone who's listening to this, analyze the ways that you concede to the constructs of our society. Analyze the effects of that analyze for me for black people especially black women analyze how your adherence to societal constructs is making you small is keeping you small putting you in a box putting yourself in a box we're we're in a day and age where we are decorating the fuck out of boxes these days there's a title for every goddamn thing under the sun and i would argue that a box is still a motherfucking box okay unsubscribe to that shit y'all truly because there is so much more to discover than what we have discovered within the constructs of fear and racism is a residuum of fear a residuum of scarcity mentality right now in this COVID-19 period this this it's I, I and I don't think it's a coincidence that after we had uh the most aberrant president in our history I'd say I guess I mean I could I could probably find a few arguments uh against that but anyway in in, in my lifetime I guess who dredged who has dredged up a lot of uh, a lot of the uh underlying ideas and feelings and principles of how we live our lives that we now have been hit with a pandemic that is stro- that that strikes fear in the hearts of so many people, right? So you have fear, and then you have these these concepts coming to the forefront of our society, and we are in a very fragile state. Once you have stricken a people with fear, and you tell them that they have less that they that they don't have access to to resources to live, closing down their small businesses inhibiting them from going to work, inhibiting them from going to school. You have a very fragile a very fragile person. You have a very fragile people. So we are at a very fragile time in our society. And we have the we have the ability right now to make a choice. Will you unsubscribe from the constructs of our society? And will you help to make this society all that it can be? Will you help the human race evolve? Will you clean up the residuum of our constructs? Deconstruct that shit, clean up the residue, and rebuild anew. And it is our responsibility to do this. It is our evolutionary responsibility to do this. And you, if, if you are a white person and, 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 you don't, and you are unable to do this in the sense of unpacking your privilege and reckoning with your ancestral karma, then you are part of the problem. You are imparting violence on me and my people. And if you are a black person and you are unable to do this or unwilling to do this, you are not helping to unlock the chains. 
you are conceding your change and chains you are conceding your chains and you are sitting silently being a victim to the system being a victim to the other fearful people so again to answer the question are all white people racist i would say no if you are a white person oh shit if you are a white person who understands and who is able to look in the face of fear and acknowledge their privilege then you are helping to deconstruct the foundations of a fucked up ass society you are helping to do the work but if you are someone who sits silently, unable to, to face their reality, unable to face the karmic energy of your ancestors, then yes, you are racist. If you sit silently, if you are a performance activist, you post on Instagram, you post these memes, you're calling out all these people, you're canceling all these people, whatever, but you do not hold the ideas of freedom and the ideas of deconstruction of your privilege self-evident, then you two are part of the problem. You are racist. If you are somebody who is in active deconstruction, someone who looks at themselves in the mirror, someone who analyzes their privilege, and someone who is turning that knowledge outward in whatever way, talking to your family, talking to your friends, making a podcast, writing a zine, holding workshops, then you are part of evolution. You are helping this world come to a place that it needs to come in this new age. Again, I am Raven, Tatanko Itika, Tanka the Alchemist, and this is Hard Questions, Great Answers. I love all y'all. Blessings, peace, prosperity, and courage. Blessings to you and yours as we come into this new age. And I wish you all well. Hallelujah.